Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix or Cinema, the podcast that is wondering what day it is because it seems that they are going really, really quickly. My name is Tosin. I am your slightly under the weather host in near Birmingham in the Midlands in the UK. And joining me on the Isle of Wight, as always, is Sharon Bolland. And the slightly under the weather as well, Sean Harris. Hello. Well, well, Sean, maybe not quite under the weather, but you were saying that you are feeling a bit so, shall we say, autumnal. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, what you've got to understand is I haven't been cold for a year. So I, mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I haven't been cold for a year. So I woke up oh, and I thought, whoa, there's a chill in the air. And some people have said, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I said, it blooming is. But, you know. Well, because well, you spent you spent all of last all of last winter in Thailand. Thailand, Autumn yeah. Autumn and winter in Thailand. But yes, really. yes, really. So, so this is, you know, it's like hitting home and I'm getting back the old bone aches, you know what I mean? And thinking, oh, no, oh I got you know, the old sciatica and the war wounds and what have you and all that. So, because of course, when, when you're in the sun, you don't get any of that. <laughs> okay, so Sharon, I think what we're going to have is we're going to wake up next week and the show's just going to be gone again. <laughs> we're going to wake up next week. We're just going to be seeing nothing but Sean, but Facebook up, um, updates from somewhere in, uh, in Thailand, somewhere warm, somewhere warm where his somewhere bones warm. don't hurt. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool. So if you haven't listened to us before, we are Netflix for Cinema. What we do is that we go to the cinema. Well, most weeks we manage to get to the cinema. It's been a bit bad from everybody except Sean. Sean has been the only one going to the cinema over the last seemingly three weeks. But we go to the cinema, we see things, rate them out of five. We stay at home, we watch things on various streaming platforms, rate them out of five. And then we say, where has the money been better spent this week? This week, we have one sole representative of cinema. And that is Don't Worry Darling, which was seen by, you've guessed it, Sean. (laughs) Sean was the one who saw Don't Worry Darling. And um, yeah, and at home, let's see. uh, So we're each going to bring one thing that we've seen at home to to bring forward to the point to go into the sort of Netflix and Friends side of things. So uh, Sharon, what have you seen? I saw Devil in Ohio, which is a limited series on Netflix. Devil in Ohio. Okay, cool. And Sean? Okay, well, I went on on, on Netflix. I saw um, Oats, the Oats Studio. Oats Studio. And, um, yeah, and I'm sure I've seen some other stuff, but but at cinema, I've seen Don't Worry Darling. And I did go and see Jackie Brown, remember, last time. Yes, I asked yes. Yeah, I, so. I was going to ask you about that. I was going to ask yes. you about that. Uh, and I have seen Light and Magic. Light and Magic oh, on Light Disney+. Magic. Plus. Uh-huh. So... <clears throat> Hang on, let me just get rid of this virtual black background. And so let's kick off. Let's kick off. First of all, Sean, you went yes. to last week. We were talking about seeing Jackie Brown. You're talking Jackie about seeing Brown, Jackie Brown yeah. in cinemas, and you were yes. all kind of like, "Oh my God, I love it! It's oh one God, of the best Tarantino's." Yeah. You're, you're like, for your money, one of the best Tarantino's. Definitely, so, yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's, I, it, I, I, go on, sorry, toes. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, I'm guessing you saw this on you saw this in cinema the first time round. I but, did, yes, indeed, yeah, I did. What was it like seeing it on the big screen? Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 a terrific movie. It's a terrific movie. right from the you know the titles right at the very start. I'm I'm sure you've seen it. It's like, and to actually see it and hear it on the screen rather than on the TV. You know, it's like the you've seen Jackie Brown, haven't you? Um, oh yeah, I've seen Jackie Brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know Jackie the start Brown, yeah. where she's like on the com- on the conveyor belt. Oh, like the conveyor the, belt. Yeah, the, the airport. The yeah, do 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 like real proper seventies 
70s you know titles and 70s music great yeah. soundtrack terrific soundtrack and it just sets you up for the movie you know and it just reminds me so much of that time because it's even got like the little copyright sign and and, and all sort of stuff on the titles yeah yeah, yeah 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 so yeah, yeah sets you sets you in the mood straight away sets you straight into the film now this probably would be and i mean i love tarantino because he totally this yeah this, we, this, we were speaking about it last week about how you and you and quentin tarantino seemingly share the same brain so. we do exactly exactly yeah <laughs> so so yeah the story i should imagine most people would have seen this it's a heist movie it's obviously got samuel you know <laughs> talking about ak-47s and stuff like he does as odell i mean i think sean you see, uh, that's a really, really strong camera. Not a, hello, Am I, lost I, I think I think we might no. just have just. I'm not particularly just... not. He's not a particularly nice character, but in um, he just I still like him. I don't know for some reason I can't help like him. I mean that is bizarre, isn't it? Really, because he's not, you know. And when Beaumont, even if you know Beaumont, Beaumont <laughs> but he just yeah. Beaumont. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah Chris, Chris is, Tucker. Chris, Chris is Chris, in that film Chris, as well. Yeah, I know. Chris what Tucker's is that? In yeah, I mean, that's Brown. just like you wouldn't recognise him. You know, it wasn't until I thought. I noticed him again when he's like, hey, man, what'd you, you know? And yeah, Chris <laughs> yeah, Tucker. Yeah, I mean, you would never notice Chris Tucker. He looks so skinny. He looks yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, in, so, in the beginning of his career, he was known for being skinny. Skinny, yeah, skinny yeah, was yeah. kind of his thing. Skinny was kind of his thing. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, yeah. Sean, I think I'm having a couple of problems with your connection. It, it dropped out a little bit there. All right, so so now the Jackie Brown. So lived up to expectations. You enjoyed it. Yeah, immensely, immensely. It's probably, probably my top top film actually you've had the tarantino ones i was trying to rate him you know like you rate a director oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 no so jackie brown's got to be my um my yeah that's that's my top tarantino movie i think after seeing it again it was just fantastic it was you know i mean i love the car park scene with de niro and font on the you know i mean it's just like and yeah, i can relate to that i can relate to someone you know <laughs> who's like who he is, you know, he looks like a car, and it's just like, you know, yeah. So, okay, the whole, so, whole, the so, whole so thing is terrific. Sean, Sean is just confessing to getting really, really annoyed by somebody's voice in a car park and doing something untoward to the press yes. <laughs> due yeah. to being annoyed by their voice. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. And, and, and before Sean says anything even more incriminating, especially seeing as we have a former, like, you know, police const constable here. We are gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on. And yes, I would sure. and, and I would just uh, okay and okay, we're gonna go to the bit where we have feedback. We have feedback from people who give us any attention whatsoever. And guess what has what guess what after all this time is still providing feedback for us on our YouTube channel? Oh Sharon persuasion, can it? Surely. Sharon, it can be. It can be, and it wow. is. It is the old persuasion. Where somebody called Colored Cole has just come on and said, I would love to hear what Netflix response would be to all those bad reviews. <laughs> I would also just like to make a list of all the adjectives and complaints of just the titles of the negative criticism. Quite the gamut and entertain it in itself. So I think this is somebody who's been going around, going around YouTube and just finding all the bad things that people have to say about persuasion. So it's, it, but it, it does sort of like link onto the thing that um, Sean, you were saying about how you don't think um, Netflix actually care about making things that are good. They just mm. care about, they just care about things that are going to get eyeballs. And this kind of goes into that, that it's kind of like, yeah, we don't care. Is it good? We don't care. Are people talking about it? Yay. <laughs> I'm like, uh, but it, 
Mm. I mean, even perhaps negative publicity would might make you see, well, can it really be that bad? It might actually make people watch it because, you know, <laughs> they think it's that bad. They want to see for themselves. So, you know, it might have that effect. Like the, is it was in like the top 10 films and recommended films for about a couple of days. I mean, yeah, I don't think it stayed in that top 10 for very long. <laughs> so I think everyone watched it and went, Ugh, and then it sort of disappeared. So that the people who wanted to watch it saw it probably straight away. And from my, from my sort of Netflix account, I, I've never seen it since, quite frankly. Even when I've through different films, I've, it hasn't appeared. Oh, it, it had it had a couple of it had a couple of days of grace before the Jane Austen Twitter and the Jane Austen Internet found it and descended on it, and then it and then it had a whole other kind of life. It had a whole other kind of life. Oh, oh so so yeah, we had that on on persuasion. So it's finally started dying down a bit. Oh, and Sean. We still have to watch it because we promised. We did we, promise, yes. We'll, we, we'll we have promised. to see that. So, so we, we still have to watch it. On, uh, on uh, about, can I just say one thing? There was a thing, and uh, I think it was Tuesday night, half past six, and it was on Radio 4, and it was about it's someone who Jane Austen was talking about Jane Austen and bringing it up to date. And, and Sharon, you really need to listen to it. You probably get it on BBC Sounds, but it was on Tuesday, and it was all about Jane Austen. But it, she was a comedian, and she was comparing it to modern day, like saying it's the modern day, basically... Uh, Jane Austen is the modern day Tinder, you know, like with with matches yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, you, you you would have enjoyed. It. I thought of you actually. I thought of you. Brilliant. Anyway, sorry, digress. <laughs> okay, and also on uh, on the review that we did of the Sandman, we had somebody who has just and let's see what they can figure out what this person is doing here. This person's YouTube name is just Sandman, and uh-huh. what they have written on our review of the Sandman is. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream, in brackets, bung, 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 bung. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen, in brackets, bung, 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 bung. Give him two lips like roses and clover, in brackets, bung, 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 bung. And carries on and on and on, until we have the entire lyrics of the song, Mr. Sandman. (laughs) And that is the entire comment. To which I replied, I kind of love this. But I was... (laughs) I was like, okay, cool, cool. If that's your thing, I'm not sure if they're going around and doing that to all of the reviews of everything that everything Sandman wise. But that's that bit done with. And now let's get onto the bit we're actually here for. And this is films, films, films in the cinema, which I have not been able to get to see because of life. Life sometimes just says there will be no films for you. So Sean, last week you spoke about See How They Run, a film that yes. I want to, see, a film I wanted to see. And I was like, okay, okay, next week, don't worry, darling. I'll get there for Don't Worry, Darling. Because <laughs> I've been looking forward to watching Don't Worry, Darling and getting rid of all of the publicity and all of the nonsense and all of the all of the stuff that's been written about it and said about it, just getting rid of that and actually, actually just watching this film. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, life happened, couldn't see it. So unfortunately, Sean, we're leaving you to talk about it on your own. And maybe uh, I have a plan. I have a plan this weekend, right? And that is that... Get my wife and my child to bed around about seven o'clock, and then Saturday night and Sunday night, that's me in the cinema. <laughs> Just get cool, to cinema. cool, that'd be good. And, yeah. and see how they run. Don't worry, darling. That's my plan. That's my plan. We'll see how that goes, and I'll then I'll be able to catch up and let you know what I think about see how they run and, and don't worry, darling. But Sean, I'm sure that you have probably ignored all of the hoopla that has yep, surrounded I, this film, and you, I, you're, I, pro- you're probably I know nothing unaware. about it. No. I'm totally, totally unaware of anything what, what, what what's gone on in this film, really. Sean, trust me, your life is better for it. Right. Your, okay. <laughs> your, your life, your life is better, but this film has, 
it, like there's the film and there's been so much publicity about it that I, I honestly think is going to hurt the film. I feel oh. like, because I feel like there's there's been all this hoopla about what was going on behind the scenes and who was doing what and who said what about who did what, or whether Shia LaBeouf was fired or... And, it, and what that means, I think that so many people have enjoyed the build-up to this film so much that the film's going to get here. And they're going to be like, oh, but... Oh, but I wanted this to go on for a while because once the film goes on, the hoopla is going to stop. And I think there's a lot of people who are enjoying the hoopla and do not care about the film. Very mm. similar thing happened with Snakes on the Plane. Lots of people were making noise about it before it came out. Once it came out, nobody saw the film in the cinema. And I unfortunately think that's going to happen with Don't Worry Darling. But enough about people and the fickle nonsense as to how you make money in the cinema. And let's get on to whether the film is actually any good. So, Sean, please tell us about Don't Worry Darling. Okay, Don't Worry Darling. So, so probably my favorite contemporary actress at the moment, Florence Pugh, who, who I think is just terrific in everything and is terrific in this. Um, so the film, the story is basically, it's like 1950s. It's this lovely suburban idyllic lifestyle in somewhere out in the desert, you know, somewhere out in the desert, but it's a, there's everything there for these ladies, everything there for, you know, ballet lessons, ballet classes, yoga, shopping, malls, everything. There's everything there. It's just like a, a totally idyllic 50s certain place and all the all the all the ladies there they've got husbands but all it, the husband hmm? so and i was going to say it, it looks a little bit like it's um you know when when a company in the 50s you'd have a big company and they would yeah, get a yeah, whole bunch of people and they would it. they would provide them with a house and they were all living this up and it seems like it's one of these areas where everybody works at the same company but all the ladies stay at home and all the men go off to work at the factory yeah. or whatever it is that's right <clears throat> exactly yeah i was coming to that it was like one of those big ones like i think hoover was the same or cabries mm. in this country mm. for so yeah it's a <clears throat> it is that exactly but all the and and all the husbands have got nice time but they all go off to work at this place every morning at the same time and they all just drive they all get in their cars and all the cars follow each other to this this place it's in the trailer so it's, it's... Yeah, yeah yeah anyway and um so pardon very Stepford Wivesies. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it perhaps borrows from that a little bit. And basically, one of the, the there's a few problems with one of the one of the wives that's not particularly happy, and and there's an accident, and it starts to make people, or or at least one, at least the Florence, Florence Pugh character start of, sort of start to question things and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I can't really go too much detail because <laughs> uh, uh, otherwise it's just going to be a total giveaway. Um, yeah. But the, I think the trailer does a very good job of letting you know not everything is okay. Watch the film to find okay, out what yeah. is what is what, what, what is what not is okay. Not okay. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm not going to tell you what's not okay, but thank yeah, you, the trailer. <laughs> the trailer says it. Um, so yeah, the the acting in this, the acting's really good. Now, I, I mean, I don't know. Could you give me some some sort of thing of the controversy of this film, or so? Harry Styles. Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Okay. That could. Yeah. Okay. It, that, it, it, yeah. I, wondered, I wondered if anything of what was said outside might come across in the movie at all, but I didn't. I mean, because I'm, I, I wouldn't know if it did. But. I think Sean, I could try and give you this thing, but essentially it will take a day. There's, okay, there's entire, this entire like you know, ten minute long internet articles that have been <laughs> written about what was the hoopla behind the scenes. I don't worry, darling. <laughs> I, should, I should check that out. I didn't really notice anything. I didn't really notice anything. I didn't think Chris Pine was particularly good. I didn't okay. think he. he, he, he was i don't know he didn't come across quite convincing i think he can be a bit hot and cold so i didn't like him very much <coughs> in the character uh florence Pugh with was excellent and harry styles which i suppose was a husband i think yeah um, yeah, yeah he was yeah yeah, yeah. 
was very well and there's you know that the, the chemistry between those two was 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 really really good um so uh some of the other characters i mean it was a pretty solid film i think it was quite interesting it kept me uh, i thought i might get bored with the with the lifestyle with all the ballet and the yoga and and yep. the, the, you know the the wives sitting around having a chat there was an interesting thing that only one of the one of the women has children there's only one of the women that has children which is you know which is so yeah that no none of the other wives have got children it's just just one one particular one of the wives has got got a couple of children hmm. um so yeah but none of the others have so uh yeah um but you know they oh they got some lovely cars in this toast they must have picked all the cars <laughs> i love all the, you know all the proper american beautiful cars that you know and it's just like well the 50s the 50s style the 50s, cars and everything. yeah you know they're real like oh i'd love that one i'd love that one. Oh, look, you got mercury cadillac you with, with I mean? names like thunderbird and all and yeah and and obviously um yeah so so uh the florence Pugh character her husband gets like a nicer car you know because because she's sort of starting to question things and all that and it's like oh, oh look darling you know i've got a I've got got a new car. Oh, no, don't, a, don't mess up the good thing we have. Yeah, don't mess up the good thing. This is a fabulous thing. You know what I mean? Look, I'm going places they really want, and there's like a big party where he's like, "Oh yeah, come on up," and blah blah blah. So, so yeah, so there's a lot of lot of little underlying okay, things. Okay, okay, Sean, you are doing a, a sterling, a sterling commendable job of trying not to you. spoil this film. Yes. So, so. So we'll just take it that so far you've enjoyed it. And I mean, the oh, fact is that it. you 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 actually said you actually said to Sharon earlier on, you said, if you want to go see this film next week, yes, I'll come I'll come with you. I'll and that you, yes. is a mark of Sean quality as far as I'm concerned. I don't care how much you love Sharon. If you did not like the film, you are not going back in there. No, <laughs> no exactly right. Exactly right. Yes. So, so 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 the question is with that. Um, uh, so. You enjoyed it, but how many stars would you give? Don't worry, darling. Let's let's okay. put you out of your misery of trying not, trying to avoid spoilers and just tell us thank how many you. stars. Th thank you, Toes. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was really really interesting. Um, as I say, through the film there was a, a a few few sort of bits that you picked up on until the end. So I didn't I didn't realize what the thing was. So they, that was, that was right. very clever in that respect. Um, and uh, I really really liked most of the the acting was really really good. I don't think Chris was particularly good in this so yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this i mean i enjoyed this i enjoyed this film hence i'll say it again so i'm gonna give this one a four star it doesn't make a five but it's, it's certainly good certainly stuff. A four star for, for me you know but it would be lovely for other people to see it because they might you know i mean well, from I, what you've said it sounds like it's it's not done particularly well or well i, I don't know it's just been released we don't know oh, what right, it's okay. gonna we don't know what it's gonna do like i i, I it's just my worry Oh, actually, it's not. It's more than a worry. I'm pretty convinced that the film's not going to do well right, because okay. I'm going. To, I think that like the internet has had its fun with it, and the internet right, doesn't okay. care if the film is any good. No, I think. No. I think if the film is good, it actually sort of ruins the internet's fun. So, right. so, uh, so, so, I personally don't think it's going to do that well, and it's a it's a sad thing because I think Olivia Wilde, the fact that I mean, even the even the idea of this film, I think this film is. It's different. There's nothing yes. else out like yes. it at the moment. It seems a bit original. Sure enough, there's elements of things that we might have seen before. Like there's very something very Stepford Wivesy in the mm. in the trailer, and there's some certain scenes where they're around the swimming pool, and like Chris Pine is talking to all of them that look like they could have been taken straight out of one of the first two episodes of Wonder Vision. Mm. So yes, yeah, <laughs> it looks like it could have been taken straight out. Of, uh, but so, but there's things that you've seen before. But the whole idea behind it and the way that they've put it and it. 
it, there's nothing else out there like this. And I really hope that more stuff like this gets made. And I hope that Olivia Wilde, who made this film, who is who is like a lightning rod for a lot of the controversy around this film. I right. hope that she gets a chance to do more stuff was, that I, is I, not mired by controversy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I I had no idea that Sheila Booth was supposed to be in this movie until you mentioned it. I had no idea whatsoever. I didn't either, and I wish I didn't, until all this stuff happened. Oh, right, okay. (laughs) Until all this stuff happened, and then you go on Twitter, and there's all these Twitter things saying, ooh, blah, 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 ooh, don't worry, darling, ooh, somebody spat on somebody, and it's just stupid. But anyway, I'm getting annoyed, so I'm going to move on. Yes, let's move on. (laughs) I'm going to move on, and I'm going to see, Sharon, please, now we go away from from the cinema side of things this week, and we go on to what we've been seeing at home. Sharon, what have you seen at home? Tell us about it. Okay, I have seen at home um, a Netflix limited series called Devil in Ohio. Mm. Right, tell us about this. That's an, it's an eight-parter. Um, I don't know if it's based... I think it's an original drama. It doesn't say it's based on a novel or anything. And it stars Emily Deschanel. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her surname. And she basically is a psychiatrist who one day while she's working in a local hospital as a... She works in a hospital um, dealing with trauma patients. And one day a young girl is brought in with wounds that um, would suggest that she has escaped from some sort of cult. Um, Namely, she has a pentagram carved in her naked back. And this wound is obviously fresh and she is in a state of trauma. So the story starts where basically she takes this basically again, sorry, where she, in a sense, essence, brings this girl into her own home because she can't find a foster home for her. And she sort of assimilates her in with her own children. She's got, her, she's got three daughters of her own, mm-hmm. two of them at, at high school, similar age to this girl. She's, you won't know her exact age, but she's like 15, 14, no, older. I'd say she's like 16, possibly 17. Um, so the top end of sort of high school. Yeah. Where, and she, and then, it's a seemingly sort of perfect life. She's a doctor. Her husband uh, has got his own biz- uh, property development business. She's got um, a close little daughter who is really into musicals. She's got one who's really into uh, photography. And then her oldest daughter is sort of looking to go to university to study one of the sort of tech um, fields. Yeah. Study. And so, and then as this girl is introduced, it's like sort of dropping a pebble into a pond, and then you see ripples, and then as the story goes on you can things start to unravel for her in her home life and in her personal life and part of you 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 have to determine whether it's the influence of this girl that's causing this or whether the more they try to find out uh the more i'm involved she's getting in the cult which has basically raised this young girl and the point where she's entirely indoctrinated she's entirely part of this cult and when she leaves um does she leave the, the question you have to ask is does she leave the cult behind or does she bring it with her into this seemingly all right you see now one of these days i would love to see one of these shows or films or whatever it is where somebody has a seemingly perfect life brings somebody else into the family and nothing happens and everything yeah, is just, just <laughs> they just have a happy life yeah uh, they, they just have a happy life they just have a happy life okay cool so that is the setup i think we can figure out what's kind of you can figure out some of what's going to happen like okay lovely lovely life not going to stay lovely there's probably going to be family secrets that come out what did you think about this 
it's well done again it's i don't as you say i don't think it will come as a surprise um that this sort of unsettling process starts to show the factors that are existing in this this home i think it that's almost predictable but i thought they handled it quite well because it's involving a satanic cult um the suggestion of the occult is a, is present and so some seemingly innocuous events you in your own mind you're thinking oh is that you know uh is there something other than like crows flying about are they just birds oh are yeah they symbolic of something else so you could you they sort of suggest sort of symbolism and you know elements of the other in it but i think they did it very well and uh the different elements of they're invest there's a police officer who's investigating the cult because of this girl who turned up sort of effectively mutilated and it's tying in with other incidents that have been sort of quite hushed up because of how influential this cult is in a local area mm-hmm. it's rural ohio which i know nothing about whatsoever but i get the feeling that rural ohio is rural that these communities can be quite isolated and so they can live within their own rules and be largely left to it yeah so it's it's an yeah, interesting film i enjoyed it well well acted um but you i watched the whole thing so again normally these films i think oh, do i want to carry on well, i thought no i want i'm interested enough to to keep going with this so yeah i enjoyed it i thought it was very good well done cool. how many stars uh okay, i don't have, uh i want to give it a, a high three 3.5 i think it was, it was verging on four but for me because there is that element of we might have seen something not exactly like this before but we more or less know what's going to happen yeah. i think um it doesn't quite get the four territory for me, so I'd certainly give it a strong three, three point five. All right, cool, good stuff, good stuff. So that is it for the Devil in Ohio. Would you call it more of a thriller, detective, or a horror thing? I think it goes more down the detective thriller line than horror. All right, cool, good stuff. Right, and now we go on to myself. And um, what was I keep forgetting? What it was ah? That was it. Light and magic. Light and Magic on Disney+. Plus. Now, Light and Magic, for those of you who have been film buffs a bit like me, when you hear Light and Magic in the film world, there's usually a word that comes before Light and Magic. What word would that be? Do you guys, any any idea, you guys? Uh, light and Magic. Um, light. Uh, <laughs> illusion? No, I don't know. Uh, okay 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 cool okay maybe maybe it's not as (laughs) maybe 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 it's not as much as i thought it's industrial industrial light and magic oh right okay yeah yeah so so this is this is a documentary it's a documentary series there are six episodes and it's all about industrial light and magic the probably one of the foremost special effects houses in in um cinema well, yeah, in cinema, in cinema. And it goes into how influential they have been. And it's really, really funny because it starts off, and it goes into the whole idea because in the 70s, there was some guy called George Lucas who wanted to make a film and he wanted it to be all nice and kinetic and have all these special effects that did not exist yet. So what he essentially did is he built a company to make special effects for Star Wars. And these, this documentary goes in and brings in all the different people People like Dennis Murin, Phil Tippett, Ken Ralston, who came together at the beginning. Most of them, who weirdly enough, were inspired by Ray Harryhausen to begin with. A lot of them name check the original King Kong. A lot of them name check, like, you know, Jason and the Argonauts and how they saw those as kids. 
and they immediately went to and just started playing in the background. They started playing in the background, doing all these things that nobody thought was ever going to lead to anything. Then it comes around when it comes around to the time of Star Wars being made. It turns out that these people are exactly the kind of mad people that George Lucas needed to make X Wings and and like you know almost Isley Cantina and all that kind of stuff. And it's it is fascinating. This is a documentary that I find is absolutely fascinating. But the way it tells the story of everything, and sure enough, it's made by Disney, and it's made by Disney about a Disney company because Disney bought Lucasfilm, and these people all are Lucasfilm. So it's so there's a little bit of they're not going to make themselves look bad. They're not going to say, but it does start pointing out that George Lucas, for all of his problems when it comes to directing behind the scenes, has been massively influential in uh in in uh, well in cinema because for instance even when it comes to editing it comes to like editing the video clips for this i use a program called adobe premiere pro and it's called a non-linear editing thing and the fact is that before george lucas obsessed about this all this stuff had to be done by hand so you have to have to get the film out and you have to cut the film and when they had when they were doing all the special effects they had to put like layers of the film and composite them and all that and he and he expresses throughout this whole thing how his frustration was there has got to be a better way this just sucks this sucks this sucks and so all all from all the money he got he put a lot of his own money into trying to figure out better ways of making the film process work and they sort of draw a line through all the way from harry housen and people being inspired by harry housen who ended up becoming industrial light and magic and then the guys in industrial light and magic they end up doing things like you know the star wars stuff and the star wars inspires a whole other generation of people mm. and then they go along and then they do things like they they do the effects for poltergeist they do the effects for et they do the effects for raiders of the lost ark and that inspires a whole other bunch of people up until the time when they do Terminator 2. And Terminator 2 makes blows a hole and they just keep and then by the end of it you have people so they, because they have all this amazing archive footage of them doing the effects behind the scenes on Star Wars, you get to see all these people as young and you get to see them grow old in front of your eyes until they are the old men. And you have these young pretenders who are coming in and going, I saw the stuff you did on Star Wars, but we can do better. And and it is it is it is actually it is really, really I really, really enjoyed it. I loved it. I thought that it was great. Just sort of seeing almost like this sort of time capsule, hearing about all the things that happened behind the scenes, hearing about some of the ways they created some of the effects. And especially because they show clips of like, you know, Jason and the Argonauts, right? Yes. And the skeletons, the skeleton sword fight with Jason and Jason. It still blows my mind. That, mm. that, yeah, it's stop motion. But the fact is, when you the timing when you look at it and you bear in mind that was made in what the 50s mm. that was made in the 50s so when you look at the way when you have a man having a sword fight with this skeleton and like the sword fight the swords hit at the same time and and i'm just thinking that would have taken ages yeah and to get it that good means that the people had to be obsessed and it is and it is so cool i mean there, there's bits of this bit where they talk about how everything used to be done in creatures like you know when you had like the they had the creature shop and they would build them practically and then they would manipulate them and they'll do them in stop motion and all that and they talk about jurassic park jurassic park plays a massive part in this whole thing where they came to doing um dinosaurs in jurassic park and originally apparently in jurassic park the dinosaurs were going to be stop motion but then there were some there were two young guys who were like no, I'm sure we can do this with computers because at that time people were, and they had this whole thing where you had like the older guys, Phil Tippett, Dennis Muir, and they were a little bit, they didn't really trust computers. They weren't sure, but they no. were like, oh no, you can't do it. You can't get the texture. If you want it to be real, you actually have to build a thing. And they had this, 
they were the, these guys essentially went and they clandestinely built a t-rex in a computer and and the way they do the whole thing there's a bit where one of the characters he actually he like he says he was speaking to steel because this has appearances from george lucas from steven spielberg from jj abrams from ron howard wow. from joe johnston wow. There's a That's lot good. of filmmakers, a lot of filmmakers so, on this thing. It sounds, sounds like you was impressed with this. So I, I, how many I, stars I, would you give this one, do you think? I would give this a four. I would give this a four. Like a I four. really, really sure. liked it. I really, yeah, it sounds I, great. I, and, and I think, I think uh, Sean, I actually think you would, you would quite like it as well. When, yeah, when, it sounds, it does, yeah. Just, just when you go behind the scenes and you talk about the way these things were done and this way these, the, way, the way they built a lot of these things, I would give it a four out of five. I mean, I think towards the end, as in with... I think the earlier the earlier bits, like the, when they're talking about it being in the seventies and the eighties and the and the nineties, those bits are a lot more engaging. When mm. it gets closer to like the when it gets closer to present day and what they've done in the Avengers movies, it kind of I feel it peters out, and I feel like it, they don't really know how to get an ending or how to what where, where they they don't know where they're ending up with this thing. But um, but I think that's probably because a lot of the innovation has been done. And the innovation is the interesting bit. Now it's just about making things look good. So yeah, I, I thought it was good. So I would recommend Light and Magic. I would say anybody go find it on Disney Plus. Four stars mm. for that. And now we get to our final thing. A final thing for this week on uh, Netflix and Friends. And Sean, this is Oats Studios. Oats Studio, yeah, it's a, a, a short, um, short sort of mini series of uh, episodes of you know they're all individual episodes. They don't last. N- None of them last more than about 20 minutes. Um, uh, and it's a, it's a real mixed bag, this, because the first one is excellent. I'll, I'll, I'll be really quick with this one because um, I, I think some other people would, would you know, would, would like it. There's some episodes that are good and some episodes are bad. It would, yeah. And ideally, it would be good to go through individual episodes. And if you ever get a chance to see it, maybe we will, maybe we can do that another time. But I, I am on it. I've started watching it. But I wanted you to say, okay. what, I'll tell you what I think. Where, where, All right. Well, I'll tell you what then, Toast. Well, let's go with the two now. And 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 then we can we, we, we'll talk about that one. I won't give it stars yet because, as I say, it's, it's so varied. It's so varied with, you know, some good ones and some not so good ones. A bit like, um, you know, the, the Boys Diabolical Look, that we watched. Oh, the Boys yeah. Diabolical, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, because so, there's some that I really, really liked in this, some episodes, and others, and there's others that are like, mm, no, I didn't see, you know, I didn't really get on with that. I mean, I will give it a star if you want me to. It's up to you. Is, is or, it a drama series, or is it like shorts? Is it like no, it's just all shorts. They're all different, different stories, you know. They're all totally, totally different stories. Um, and there's like, uh, you know, the episodes they've all got different names and they all they're all post post apocalyptic that's that's the word they're all post apocalyptic sort of um tones to them so it's all in the future it's all like uh uh, yeah there's there's some animated stuff in there and there's it's like that like that live action animate animated as well you know so you've got like well, there you go. So what have we got? Anthology, then. Yeah. It, it, well, uh, okay. The thing is with with Oat Studios, and I know this is not a review of Oat Studios. Well, okay. Sean wants to keep that for when I watch them, all of them. Yes. But the they are the the brainchild behind this is Neil Blomkamp, and you might recognize that name yeah. because he's the District Nine guy, and mm. he had had a couple of years in Hollywood where things were trying to get up. And I think old studios came off the back where he had an alien movie and he had an alien movie ready to go. He started prepping for it and everything. Then Ridley Scott came back in and said, I want to get back into alien and made Prometheus. 
So instead of Neil Blomkamp's Alien movie being made, Prometheus was made instead. And all of Neil Blomkamp's hard work was kind of like chucked out the window. So Neil Blomkamp retreated to Canada and he just decided he wanted to do something where he would have control over it. It didn't have to be that important. And so this is a lot of these are... the sci-fi tales, the tiny sci-fi tales that he made. And I know the first one, Raka, has Sigourney Weaver in it. Yes, Sigourney who, Weaver. And, 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 and I think they're almost more from the what I've seen, because I remember when this first came out, before there was a compilation, they were on YouTube, and I watched some of them. I definitely watched Raka. I think I've watched one other of them. And they're almost like mood pieces. They're not really... Mm. They, 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 I, I yeah. sort of wonder if they were like, you know, like to see if, if they could be made into something more. I think it was yeah. like a little bit of a feeler, like it's you know, almost, like, almost like experiments. Experiments, yeah, that's 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 a good word. Experiments to see maybe if something was particularly good or particularly popular, it could be made into a feature. You know, it could be made into a feature well, type of thing. That's that, that 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 is what he did with District Nine because yes. uh, District, he actually made a short called Alive in Johannesburg, which you can find. I think you can still find it on YouTube, and that's mm-hmm. what ended up being turned into District Nine. And I think he, I think he's done something similar with this. And, and, and some of them are going to be mood pieces. I remember even the one with Sigourney Weaver in it. I remember watching, I don't remember what happens in it, but I remember watching it and going, okay, what's happening here? What's the story? What, yeah. Where are we going? What, where where are we going? It. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> where, where's it? this going? Yeah. What the heck was that? <laughs> and I remember, I remember I remember just feeling like, you know, yeah, what, what the heck was that with that? So um, so with this, uh, the, and the second one, I started watching the second one, and it goes all Vietnam. It goes over mm. and Vietnam and it uh, Vietnam War and it has some striking imagery, but I'm already getting the feeling like I'm not going to get much storyline here. Mm. <laughs> There's going to be striking imagery, but I'm not going to get much storyline. So I'll tell you what, Sean. For you, I will watch through old studios, and then we can sit down and we can talk about what we think about it. Yes. Uh, at the moment, uh, uh, I mean, I like Neil Blomkamp. I think he should be allowed to make more films because I know there's a lot of stuff that he started on and then gets taken away from him. There was the Halo movie that got taken away. There was the uh-huh. Aliens that got taken away. And I know he's just, uh, I think he's a bit burnt burnt by Hollywood. And but for because of District 9, I'm still like, okay, cool. Give the guy a break. But yeah, I'll, give the guy a break. That's it. But I would, I would, I would watch it. Uh, I will watch it for you, Sean. And then we, can, we can have a real Barney. We can, have a... we can have a real Barney about it. And we, we've got, a, we must watch Persuasion as well. We've got to. I've got yes, to try we've and got to, we've persuade got to watch myself persuasion. to watch that. We've got to, we'll we'll got be to... able to. We've got to bite the bullet. <clears throat> we've got to bite the bullet, watch it, and then come back and say, Sharon, oh, we're sorry, but we loved it. <laughs> we thought it was terrific. <laughs> we'd be like, oh, Sharon, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> all right, cool. So, all right. Yes, yes, Sharon. We know, we know. We apologize. We, we, we apologize. We know, we know that it's 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 not going to quite. Uh, uh, that's not what you want to hear. But uh, but it's life, and it's probably what's going to happen. But, but um, right until that, until next week, when um, Sean and I would have watched Persuasion. I would have watched Old Studios. I would have snuck out of the house to watch, see how they run. And don't worry, darling. And... That'd be good. Have a good old catch up. Yes, uh, yeah, have a, have a total catch up. Have a, have a total catch up. Just sort of like ignore my family for a week. Uh, <laughs> until then, I don't know. Sean is probably going to like you know, squirrel out some other film and watch it oh. while while booking tickets to somewhere warm. All right, cool. So until next week, it's a goodbye from me, and it's a goodbye from me. And yeah, good Ooh. from both of them <laughs> at the same time. Thank you so much for joining us. Goodbye. I look like I've got hair there, don't I? <laughs>